0: This is Express FM. Supported by the University of Portsmouth.
1: Wait for the whistle to blow. And we are underway on Express FM.
2: For the fans, by the fans. The atmosphere around Fratton at the moment is great. And that's spilled over into the training ground. And the boys are very, very positive. Giving you a voice.
1: Everyone has a smile on their face. It's going really well. And it's up to us to keep that, even in a tough moment. This is the Football Hour.
0: And it's a good one. With
1: Jake Smith.
0: League matchday number 29 is just around the corner for Pompey who remained top of the table following favourable midweek results and last weekend's 1-0 win away at Fleetwood. Kamara back on his left foot, Kamara
1: to hit one, Abu Kamara, a brilliant goal! Abu Kamara gives Pompey the goal they need! and Portsmouth are back to winning ways. They've beaten Fleetwood Town by one goal to nil. On for show this evening, we'll take an
0: extensive look ahead to tomorrow's meeting with Port Vale and hear from new loan signing Marspert Harris. He's been speaking this week about his ambitions for the remainder of the season.
3: Score as many goals as possible, most importantly promotion and winning the league.
0: Blues boss John Monsigno will also feature, providing his own look ahead to Saturday's game at Vale Park and his thoughts on what the Brentford
2: loanee can add to the side. To have the impact he did in the struggling side um, means a lot, I think, coming into what is now his second loan and he's got a lot of talent, a huge amount of talent. I think he can add some, some firepower to us going forward.
0: Fan interaction from you guys tuning in from back home this evening, as well as before score predictions of our two studio guests to come between now and seven where we'll also hear from Jay Sadler, head coach of the Portsmouth Women. They take on Ipswich Town away from home on Sunday in the National League Cup, and Jay's been telling us about the benefits of having to play the same opponent twice
4: in the space of just seven days. Playing them in the cup first does help you and gives you a good platform to assess their strengths, their weaknesses and and ways you can hurt them. We've got a jam-packed
0: edition of the show coming your way tonight. You're listening to 93.7 Express FM in Portsmouth, and this... Is the Football Hour. The Football Hour. Driven by Stagecoach across the South. Download the app now from the App Store or Google Play to view up-to-date timetable information and to prepay for your journey. Express FM. A very good evening and a warm welcome on this Friday night to the Football Hour here on ExpressFM. Made for the fans by the fans. Well, thank you for tuning in. It is lovely to have you and a genuine honour, as always, to be keeping you company and up to date with the latest Blues news. Tonight, we promise another 60 minutes of pure and passionate Pompey discussion, including exclusive pre-match interviews and the thoughts of two more studio guests too. But this is also an opportunity for you to get involved as well. How would you like to see the Blues line up for tomorrow's trip to Vale Park? Is there space in your starting 11 for new boy Miles Pert-Harris? And what do you reckon the final score will be up in Burslem this weekend? 81400 is our text number. Start your messages there with the word express. Otherwise, you can email sport at expressfm.com, include at expressfm on X, or find us on Facebook, facebook facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. You can also get in touch through the Express FM app. Download that for free from either the Apple app or Google Play Store. But first, we kickstart the show with the recap of last time out for the Blues, who marked one year under the guidance of head coach John Massinio with their second longest away trip of the season. Fleetwood Town weather hosts up on the far coast, where the gaffer was forced into a bit of a reshuffle of the team, with Joe Rafferty missing out with a minor neck injury. Three changes in total for the Blues, with the aforementioned Joe Rafferty, Jack Sparks and Christian Sadie dropping out, replaced by Riley Towler, Terry Devlin and Tom Lowry. Your commentary team at Highbury Stadium, Andy Moon and former Blue striker Guy Whittigan. Every kick,
1: left a great delivery, every goal, curling it past the goalkeeper, every game is right here. Oh, I believe it! Poppy live, what a moment for Poppy. On Express FM. We're about to get this... Game underway, Fleetwood Town against Portsmouth. Kamara's out there, Devlin's crossing to the middle, not a bad one at the far post. Lane trying to get there, challenge comes in. Lane saying, I was fouled, goal kick, the decision. Yeah, there was...
2: It looked like something was going on, didn't
1: it? Kings might open up for Kamara here, Kamara driving forward. Kamara back on his left foot, Kamara to hit one. Abu Kamara, a brilliant goal! Abu Kamara, a magnificent strike. Curls it past Lynch, that's using the wind at his back. Abu Kamara gives Pompey the goal they need, Fleetwood nil, Portsmouth one. Looking for a rare foray and attack forward, and Marek trying to get on the ball, shot from the wall, hits Stockley, and has gone just wide. And Fleetwood are inches away from a leveller in the first minute of the second half, but they don't get one. Devlin is able to get away from his man and Devlin's driving forward and it will look and see Kamara down the right hand side in behind Earl and Kamara looking to take on his man into the penalty area for Pompey, Abu Kamara looks for Sadie, Sadie, chance for Pack for Bishop, saved and it's going to be cleared away, no, gone behind for a corner and how have Pompey not scored? Bishop's back 40 yards from Goldington and defending his Bella into the area. There's a real chance that Shotesi's sliding challenge has done just enough oh. to allow Norris to get the ball ahead of Cochrane. Forward is the final action of the game. At Highbury and Portsmouth are back to winning ways. They've beaten Fleetwood Town by one goal to nil. Abu Kamara's first half strike. The difference between the two sides. All the unmissable action. Pompey lies. On Express FM.
0: A reminder there then of Pompey's 1-0 victory away at Fleetwood last weekend. Uh, A win for the Blues with 56 points on the board after 28 games and uh, elsewhere there were results for Peterborough United winning away at Shrewsbury Town. Bolton Wanderers with a 1-0 defeat away at Leyton Orient. So it's looking pretty good so far for Pompey. Still in the automatic promotion hunt and as things stand, still top of the Skybet League 1 standings. There were six games in midweek just gone games for Bolton Wanderers Derby County as well at the top of the table big match between Oxford United and Barnsley too. Um Bolton Wanderers beaten Cheltenham Town by a goal to nil in one of their games in hand and Derby County had the opportunity to leapfrog Pompey at the top of the division and go level on points on 56 but have a better goal difference however the Blues were very fortunate that Reading down in the the bottom the relegation zone were victors by a goal to nil. So Pompey, heading into tomorrow's trip to Port Vale, remained top of League One. Other results elsewhere, including Bristol Rovers nil, Exeter one, Charlton two, Northampton Town three, a result which ultimately cost former Blues manager Michael Appleton his job at the Valley. Oxford United nil, Barnsley one, and Wigan Athletic one, Wigan Wanderers nil. So as I mentioned, Pompey taking on Port Vale away from home tomorrow afternoon. But we're going to preview that match in a little bit more detail later on in this evening's show. But first of all, please give a very warm footblower welcome to our two guests for tonight's edition of The Footblower. First and foremost, Mr. Sam Macy joins us over the powers of the internet. Sam, good evening to you, sir.
5: Good evening, Jake. A uh, pleasure to be on as always.
0: Yeah, fantastic to have you on the show, Sam. Really appreciate you taking your time uh, to call in this evening. Let, let's cast our minds back a little bit to, to last weekend then. We had the, the full debrief on Monday night with Tom and Freddie. But 1-0 win away at Fleetwood doesn't sound like the most convincing of, of scorelines. But in, in truth, it wasn't a, a totally uncomfortable affair for Pompey, was it?
5: No, I think we, we didn't really get out of second gear. I think Fleetwood are really struggling and they, they've not won in a fair while sort of not on the last 10 or 10 or so games so it's nice to sort of get the win i think bearing in mind the run we've been on it's sort of one of those things it's more about the 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 result as as opposed to the performance so it's just good to get back in the win column and hopefully that can start another run i think you never really remember sort of like the performance. You always see the result come the end of the season. So Mm. hopefully it'll just be another tick in the box and we can kick on from here. Yeah.
0: And uh, also alongside myself and Sam tonight, we have Mark McGee calling in. Mark, thank you very much uh, for taking your time this evening as well. It's great to hear from you.
6: Thanks, Jake. It's uh, great to be here, man.
0: Mark, just very quickly then back to last Saturday's win at Highbury Stadium. What were your thoughts on the matches? The, The result, the most important thing to take from that?
6: yeah i think honestly like at this point after the recent form we've got to put um attractive football and all our pride aside and just get the victory and boost the players confidence i think that is the the main thing that we needed and we got it um we got we kept a clean sheet first and foremost which is uh always fantastic especially on the road doesn't matter who you play against um that's a big one especially with a reshuffled defense as well so that's really important um and uh yeah although we weren't firing in all cylinders like um Sam said, "There, like we never really shifted uh, out of second gear, and we didn't really need to, but we we picked up the victory, and that's all we needed to get done. We didn't really need to make it glamorous. We just needed to get back on, like um, just get another win on the board, really."
0: Yeah, and some m- might indicate Sam that maybe against a, a bit of a better side. No disrespect to Fleetwood, but they're they're on a downward spiral at the moment. They're in a really bad run of form. Maybe on against a better side, Pompey being that ineffective in front of goal against a, a, a top side, maybe they wouldn't be as lucky but nonetheless a, a win fortunate to play Fleetwood in, in the form they're in and maybe the main thing is just the confidence the momentum of that, that'll give the team
5: yeah exactly I think if you, if you look at the side which which you put out as well I think you look at Riley Tower's not played an awful lot of football this year Tom Larry's coming back from a long-term injury uh Colby Bishop probably could have could have on another day had a couple of goals I think Paddy Lane normally tucks that that one-on-one he had away um it was just, it was just one of those days um, but I say against the better side, we probably, we probably would have gone up the gears a little bit and come out of our shells a little bit more. But thankfully, Fleetwood didn't really cause any issues, especially in the first half. Um, showed a little bit more fight in the second half. But I think overall, we, we're good value for the win. And as I say, you sort of can experiment in games like that. And you can sort of integrate those players which haven't really played that much football in the last few months back into the side.
0: Marcus Deacons on the emails getting in touch this evening saying not sure uh, what is wrong with Colby Bishop at the moment. Possibly confidence returned too soon, maybe from his injury, maybe also under pressure from a minority of fans getting on his back, which could be making him not want to be here right now or likely a combination of all three. Unfortunately, with Cassini-Yengi away on international duty, we have no alternative but to play him and, of course, Cassini-Yenghi Australia through to the knockout stages of the Asian Cup, just to remember that one. Uh, Marcus continues by saying, but I do think he could do with being rested for a couple of games. Getting another striker in either on loan or on a short-term contract needs to be made a priority, So but Colby can either be given a week off to or provided with a strike partner on the subject of arrivals, welcome to the club Miles Pert-Harris as a central attacking midfielder he will probably be seen by many as the replacement for Robertson which is a big gap to fill hopefully he can quickly get the crowd on his side and help us get our promotion challenge back on track I think we still need another centre back in addition to the previously mentioned striker which would allow us to play three at the back again and still have another one on the bench those are the thoughts there of Marcus Deacons on the emails thank you very much Marcus for uh, getting involved this evening Evening, uh, Mark, let's talk about that second signing of the January transfer window now. Then Miles Pert-Harris joining on loan from Premier League outfit Brentford on Monday afternoon. Joins until the end of the season. He is an attacking midfielder, likely to fill that void as, as Marcus has alluded to there on the emails of Alex Robertson, now injured, likely to be missing the rest of the season. Is, is that a, nothing other than a positive signing in your opinion there, Mark?
6: yeah absolutely yeah. I think um if you look at his statistics just off the bat last season I noticed that he spent a, a, a loan spell at a very poor Boris Green side that did end up going down but he still got something like you know 10 goal involvements I think uh, across the board which all things considered in that uh Forest green team sorry um yeah if you saw the football they were playing at points like that's that's something to be you know um you know uh mentioned and you know he's 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 made a few match day squads for Brentford this season I, I've noticed I've had uh, a very good friend of mine who's a season ticket holder at Brentford even remarking that he thought he'd be going to a championship club, let alone a League One club. Um, and yeah, I think it's the signing we definitely needed because Andrew and Robertson are now out. Andrew, and we don't know when he's going to return. Alex Robertson, likewise. Um, it's definitely a void that needs filling. And I'd probably agree with the other mentioned um, comments on the email there from Marcus. I think they're two really valid points. I think those two other positions definitely do need to be filled. Mm.
0: And very um, easy to forget, maybe as well, Sam, that that Tino Andrin is still a Pompey player. We don't know the exact date he's going to return, but hopefully not too far away for a return for, for tino andrew in there he can play in that that kind of number 10 role as can christian sadie tom lowry as well maybe although he's been playing a bit deeper uh, in the last couple of games since he has returned from injury can play uh in that sort of central midfield role alongside either marlon pack or, or joe Morel. um alex robson out to the end of the season um abu kamara also played a bit more centrally last weekend so pompey has got their options there sam and um, typically, especially based upon Abu Kamara's recent performances, I'm sure John Massino will have quite a a selection headache for this weekend's trip to Port Vale.
5: Yeah, definitely. I think if you look at sort of the sort of final few games which Robertson did play, he was sort of playing that more advanced 10 role, whereas prior to that, he was playing in in sort of a a more deeper line position alongside Joe Morrell uh, when Marlon Pack was out. And I think that that sort of, that's probably his better position. So we haven't actually had an out-and-out 10 really still this season. So it would be nice to actually have someone to link the play between sort of Colby in the, in the midfield. Um, and it does look a really good sign on paper. I think he's a big, strong, like, athletic lad and hopefully he can sort of kick on and, and, and drive forward with the ball, sort of sort of like Christine Sadie does, but sort of possibly with a bit more end products. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good sign. It'll be nice to see Tino come back as well. I think he was starting to find a little bit of form before that injury. I think, mm. I think back to that Reading game with that, 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 that goal to get us back in it. It's a really, really good finish, and, and if he can bring more of that when he does come back, I think I think it will sort of sneak up on us a little bit as well. Sort of like the the Ogilvy return, the Tom Lowry return. I think yeah. we all thought when he when they did come back that they were going to be a lot longer term injuries than they are, and then sort of really, they, they they just pop up and and back in contention. So hopefully it'll be sort of that sort of scenario, and we don't really get any more injuries. But yeah, very exciting signing.
0: In your opinion, Sam, tomorrow's trip to Port Vale, um, Miles Pad harris available for selection in that one. Um, Christian Sadie, of course, is still an option. Tom Lowry, we know, back from injury now. Abu Kamara playing that similar role-ish, I guess, last Saturday. His goal came as a product of running through the sort of centre of of Fleetwoods midfield and defence. In your opinion, if I were to ask you right now, if Pompey were to revert back to that 4 3 one formation, do you think that the new Loney comes straight into the team, or do you think it would be more beneficial for not only him and his development, but also the team itself, if, if, he, if he's maybe bred in a little bit slowly, maybe come off a bench at some point?
5: Yeah, um, I think I'd say that I'd, I'd probably start with him, start with him uh, from the beginning. I think the million-dollar question for me is if Joe Rafty's fit. I think that was sort of the enforced change we had to make and, and why we changed shape last weekend. Obviously, didn't play. So hopefully, if he is back, then we can sort of go back to the natural sort of four-two-three-one and put him in from the start. I think we look a lot better with a creative ten, and we don't isolate the wingers and Colby as much. So hopefully, if, uh, if if Joe Rafferty is fully fit, then we'll be able to go back to type. and And fingers crossed, we we have a bit more structure and a bit more shape. Because I think for the first half last year, uh, last last weekend, we didn't really know where anyone was playing. It sort of like, looks a little bit like organized chaos. Um, so hopefully, we can go back to our, our usual shape and then everyone can slot into their user positions.
0: Sam, thank you very much. Mark, do hold tight as well. We'll
5: be back with those two in just a few moments'
0: time. After the break, we're going to get a bit more of a preview of tomorrow's trip up to Vale Park with those two. And we'll also hear from new signing Miles Pert Harris as well as for gaffer John Massino.
2: They've gone through a couple of changes in January with players that have been recalled from loan, a couple of players injured. They've brought in quite a few, and, and I think they've, they've done really well in the transfer market so far. So it's going to be a really good game of football. I think they've, they've got a really defined style in terms of the way they want to play.
0: So make sure you keep it 93.7x. Express FM, wherever you're listening to tonight. Part two of the Football Hour is coming up next.
1: For the fans, by the fans. The Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM.
7: The new stagecoach, Flexi 5. A bus ticket that works when you do. For those who travel often, but not every day. These new flexible bus tickets are available as Flexi 5. Bundles of 5 day riders for the price of 4. And Flexi 10. Bundles of 10 day riders for the price of 7. Flexi tickets are now available to download via the Stagecoach Bus app. Download Flexi 5 or Flexi 10 from Apple App Store or Google Play today. For more information, visit stagecoachbus.com.
1: For the fans, by the fans. The Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Hello there and welcome to part
0: two of tonight's instalment of the Football Hour. Myself, Jake Smith here, alongside Sam Macy and Mark McGee for a full preview of Pompey's trip to Port Vale this weekend. Later in the show, we'll be hearing from Kirsty Roxanne, who helps us dive a little bit deeper into the team that await the Blues up in Burslem this weekend. We're also going to hear from head coach of the Pompey women, Jay Sadler, head of the FA Women's National League Cup tie with Ipswich Town on Sunday. And of course, we'll hear more from Sam mark themselves including final thoughts and score predictions in part three but first let's look ahead to tomorrow's game with some voices from within the pompey camp and we start off with signing number two of the january transfer window on monday afternoon miles pert harris put pen to paper on a loan deal until the end of the season the attacking midfielder arrives from premier league outfit brentford and is likely to be the replacement for alex robertson who we expect to be out until the end of the season following a hamstring tear pert harris spent last season on loan at forest green rovers who despite relegation the now 21 year old looked to be the brightest spark within the team and has a lot of pedigree and potential signing for brentford back in july 2021 for a reported fee of 1.4 million pounds from chelsea this season he's made a few appearances in the premier league coming off the bench between the start of december and his arrival on monday he was also included quite heavily in the bees defeat to wolverhampton wanderers in the fa cup including their third round tie with Wolves and the subsequent replay as well. He's been speaking earlier this week for the first time since his arrival on the south coast.
3: Very very good place, very good uh, bunch of people, great staff and uh, of course the fan base is uh, brilliant as well. So. so tell me how the move came about then? Wasn't getting as much game time as before at Brentford as I wanted so obviously going alone is my next stage of my career which I wanted to do. I went alone last season and developed quite well and uh, the Portsmouth proposal come to me and it was something that I said yes to straight away. And when you found out Portsmouth were interested, what was it that made you say, yes straight away? Obviously, it's a great club, great history, uh, great fan base. And um, I know Rich quite well, I know John Harley quite well and a few other players as well, so it was an easy choice for me. So a couple of days in now, I mean, how's it been so far? Yeah, yeah. very good, very good, very good. Uh, Everyone's made me feel welcome. Training's been tough, good quality. And yeah, it's been very good. Yeah, what are your thoughts on the team and the current squad of players? Yeah, to be fair, they've uh, surprised me quite a bit. Uh, Everyone in here is very, very good quality in training. The arousal in the team is very high. So you've had a taste
8: of the Fratton Park crowd. Last season you came here at Forest Green Rovers. It was a 1-0 defeat for your then
3: team. What were your memories from that night? Do you remember the atmosphere and the noise? Yeah, yeah, very loud, very loud. Uh, I know the fans are quite close to the pitch as well. So, um, as I said, great atmosphere and a very, very great fan base. And I bet you're looking forward to being on the home side in that atmosphere. Yes, I can't wait to play in front of uh, the Portsmouth fans and uh, show them what I'm capable of. Uh, for those fans that haven't done their
8: extensive research yet, you know how they like to do that these days, dig yeah. up the stats and everything. How would you describe yourself
3: as a player? Uh, very big, powerful, a very good runner. I do like running in behind, getting in behind the back four and most importantly, look to score goals. Great. The Pompey fans would be very happy to hear that one, I think. Yes, exactly. exactly. Uh, so what's your preferred position then? Because
8: at the moment, obviously 10 is the big gap to fill the number 10. Where would you say you like to play best? Where do we get the best
3: from you? Yeah, as you said, the ten position, That's uh, where I do get most of my goals uh, back in youth level. Uh, I do enjoy playing in number eight as well, so I could make box to box and, as I said, look to run in behind, either of the two. Has the manager told you what he expects from you yet? Yeah, he's, he wants me to, to play in the ten position off the left as well. Uh, wherever he wants me to play, to be fair, I'll give it my all and, as I said, I'll do whatever I can for this club to, to get them to where they belong. And what are you hoping to achieve during your time here? Of course, most importantly, promotion and winning the league. Any personal goals in that time? Score as many goals as possible.
0: News signing Miles Part harris there speaking with George Wedlake earlier in the week for the first time as a Portsmouth player. And the Brentford loney wasn't the only pre-match scoop power George managed at the training ground. He's been talking with head coach John Masingo about the recent challenges the team has faced and how the past few days on the training pitch have been following a much-needed three points at Fleetwood last weekend.
2: Things this week have been very similar to how they were last week. The the lads have made sure that they're not getting too carried away with uh, with the win and making sure that we we press on. There were things that we thought we did well at the weekend. There were things we think we can improve upon. It wasn't a spectacular performance by any means. So we've got to make sure we really step on ourselves. And improve again and that was what we were trying to do last week making sure that we did all the basics right I think the the most important thing for us is to make sure that we we don't think that all of a sudden, because we've won a game at Fleetwood, we've cracked it. We've got to make sure we double down, we work hard again, and and we've been doing that this week really well.
8: There was a change in formation, switching to three at the back. How impressed were you of your team's ability to adapt to that?
2: I was impressed, but I wasn't surprised. I think the lads have got that capability and they've been able to show that through flexibility all season. And it was one thing that we were confident going into the game that they'd been able to execute. I thought in the first half in particular, we played some really good football. Uh, The goal in particular came from us building up from the back and finding Abu playing in that narrow position off the right as a right-sided 10 and I think it worked really well we had a few more difficulties in the second half but I don't think that was down to formation I think that was more because of the fact that it was just a difficult game and we've been going through a bit of a tricky patch and and just getting used to winning games again so really pleased for the lads three points in a clean sheet are we likely to see that formation crop up again at any point I think it's a good thing to have and it's it's nice that we've we've got the ability to switch to it I think the the question mark's Before the game, even internally, would have been, okay. how are we going to adjust to that, having started as a four for every single game since I've been here and not really switching to a three that much unless we were really chasing a game like we did last week against Orient. So I think it's a really good option to have. I think that it certainly suits some of the players as well and I expect them to be able to flip between the two, to be honest.
8: Riley Towler was a player that came in hasn't played too much this season especially starting seeing him come in do a good job be part of that team that kept a clean sheet are we likely to see him feature more throughout the rest of the season?
2: Yeah I think the important thing for Riley is that he came in and, and he, he did exactly that he did really well so where we need players to, to come in and we need to rely on them sometimes on one off, sometimes hopefully for, for longer streaks starting in the side then. That's really, really important for us because you know, we faced last week I think the difference in, in terms of the injuries we had going into the game we also f- faced a difference in terms of the fact that we hadn't been picking up results so uh, I think on form Riley deserved to be in the side and I think, yeah, he did really well and, and it's certainly uh, given, given us a headache going forward for quite a few players because we've got some returning for injury we've got the likes of Riley coming in and, and playing well and it makes it f- difficult for team selection.
8: And Terry Devlin being quite versatile, being able to play at right wing back too, is that something that's given you
2: a headache potentially? A nice one to be honest, having having Terry um, slot in there and doing as well as he did and it was like he'd, he'd played there his, his whole life to be honest, that was that was a real bonus for us. Before the game I, I thought that he would he would be a, a decent enough performer, I thought he'd be solid, I probably didn't think he'd play quite as well as he did but I, I didn't have any issues with him whatsoever, it, it almost felt like I forgot about him out there in the second half which is a really good thing, I was probably a bit focused on him in the first half because he was on the bench side, so and I thought I can try and help him through the game in the second half no issues whatsoever he did really well I think he played a big part in the in the big chance that we had in the second half where he broke from the right and, and the ball ended up at Colby's feet in the box and really pleased for Terry that he's shown that versatility
8: Joe Rafferty was one of those players missing from the side at the weekend how's he getting on?
2: He's okay Joe's alright he's been back out on the grass this week uh, I'm not sure he's going to be back fully fit to train on Friday that's what we'd want for, for the players to be able to be available for selection at the weekend so we'll have to wait and see with Joe but I think that uh, If not uh, for the weekend or or Oxford might be touch and go, then yeah, he should be fit for the following weekend. The injury situation, what's that looking like? Yeah, it looks pretty good this week. Joe Morrell should be back training on Friday. He took a uh, sort of nasty blow to the ankle, which meant he had to come off in that challenge, I think. That was a bit of a blow, I think. But, uh, you know, for it not to be long term was was really important for us. Um, Conor Ogilvie's come through the game with, with no issues. Uh, Tom Lowry's come through the game with with no issues and yeah, we haven't picked anything up and those two were really important for us, making sure those long-term players come back.
8: There's a new arrival in Miles Pitt. Harris, what's he going to bring to the side?
2: I think, yeah, Miles brings a lot in terms of pedigree coming down from from a Premier League side, having played in the Premier League this year, having featured in the last couple of weeks in the FA Cup, I think he sat on the bench in the Premier League at the weekend and, you know, he is a a powerful attacking um, midfielder with a lot of skill and and ability to handle the ball. He had a really uh, successful loan in terms of going out and playing a lot of games last year and having an impact not so much successful in terms of um, lead position but I think to have the impact he did in a struggling side uh, um, means a lot I think coming into what is now his second loan and he's got a lot of talent a huge amount of talent I think he can add some some firepower to us going forward
8: Before we look ahead to the weekend uh, in midweek defeat for Derby there are wins for Bolton and Barnsley do you look over your shoulder much?
2: Oh, we look at other results yeah we, we definitely look at other results it's not a case of looking over our shoulder we don't bury our head in the sands and, and, and think oh, that doesn't affect us because um, you know ultimately it does and, and to be honest we came away from last night I think or I certainly came away from last night thinking that no, that's you know, not a terrible return I think Cheltenham certainly gave Bolton a, a tough game up at their place I know they won the game um, Reading beating Derby is, is great one of the two results at um, Barnsley or Oxford I think was, was going to obviously go our way so uh, yeah it's it's one of those the only thing that last night highlighted for me was how difficult it is to, to win games at this level Derby have been on a brilliant run I think everybody would have would have gone into their game at the weekend and this game today thinking they'll take six points from it they, they've ended up not being able to do that it, and, and we would have been the same over the Christmas period there were plenty of games I think everybody would have thought oh, they'll, they'll pick up maximum points and it just doesn't happen at this level it's really really difficult
8: So next up is an away trip to Port Vale what are you expecting from that one?
2: Yeah, I think anyone that's been there knows it's a, a tough place to go and I think the Port Vale this year have already given us um, a pretty good game at Fratton Park. The first 45 minutes I thought they were the better side. We came out in the second half and did pretty well and obviously deserved I think to win the game in the end. But they've gone through a couple of changes in January with players that have been recalled from loan, a couple of players injured, they've brought in quite a few and and I think they've they've done really well in the transfer market so far. So it's going to be a really good game of football. I think they've they've got a really defined style in terms of the way they want to play and I think it'll be, you know, a good match up at the weekend but we expect a tough test.
0: John McSenio speaking there ahead of- of this weekend's trip up to Vale Park where Pompey take on Port Vale in League One. Currently, Port Vale, as things stand, uh, relatively mid-table. No real a real threat of them knocking on the door for the playoffs, but I think they're relatively comfortable going down uh, or avoiding the drop, uh, should we say, uh, to League Two this season. Plenty of worse sides in League One as things stand but of course a lot can change between now and the end of the campaign blues fans tuning in if you want to get involved tonight we'd love to hear from you 81400 is the number you need to text start your messages with the word express you can email sport at expressfm.com include at expressfm over on x you can visit facebook.com forward slash Pompey live or download and get in touch via the expressfm app which is available to download for free via the apple app and google play stores somebody who has got in touch tonight on the emails is uh, dave byrne who says good evening jake not the greatest of performances last week and on clear chances we possibly could have won by two or three but the three points was the most important thing and other results generally made a positive weekend for pompey this season is still very much in our hands but we do need improvements and hopefully the next 10 days will prove positive and significant to what happens between now and may at the moment looking at last season Season's results in the same remaining fixtures, plus a forecast for points in games against teams relegated and promoted in last year's shake up. We are looking at circus 77 points for the season. We will need to be better than that. It is good to see the likes of Conor Ogilvie and Tom Lowry back on the pitch. Those are the words of Dave Byrne on the emails. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, for having your say on the show this evening and and one player mentioned there uh, from Dave Sam is Tom Lowry returning from injury over the last couple of weeks Uh, he featured in the 3-0 defeat to Lake Norrin at Fratton Park a fortnight ago and played uh, over 85 minutes I believe against Fleetwood uh, last Saturday as well in a game he actually performed pretty well in would you be confident Sam I know we mentioned in part one about Miles Pert-Harrison your sort of willingness for him to start the game but does Tom Lowry have a a role to play this
5: weekend, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how, how big the role will actually be. I think you, you're still going to do well to sort of move Pack or Morel out of that side. I think they've got such a good partnership and they're so used to playing with each other. So, sort of him coming back into the side, we saw in, in spells last season that those three in the middle together don't actually work that well. You sort of isolate Colby Bishop quite a lot and, and, and they all sort of play a little bit too deep. Um, I say it's, 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 it's a tough one. I say, as I said, in in Earlier on, I think the million-dollar question is if, if Joe Rafferty's back fully fit. And if he is, then I, c- I can see us sort of sticking with the shape we played last weekend. And then I think you have to play Tom Lowry. I think it'll be it'll be harsh to sort of drop him based off last weekend. I think he was probably the man of the match uh, in that Pompey side. But you, you've sort of also got to monitor his minutes. And I think half an hour off the bench this weekend would, would possibly be just as good as, as sort of the 85 minutes he got last weekend. I think he's easing him back into the sort of the first team. I think we've seen his injury record over the last like season or two so yeah it's just it's just sort of about wrapping him up in cotton wool and doing what's best for the side if we need him i i think we play him but if not i think give him a little bit of a breather and sort of integrate him back in slowly
0: mm. And Mark, looking ahead to Port Vale uh, this weekend, then would you make many changes from the squad, but to on Fleetwood last weekend? I know we mentioned a change in the shape, the formation, and that was pretty enforced with with Joe Rafferty missing out from what we understand to believe, at least a minor neck injury, and, and should be in contention to start tomorrow's trip to Port Vale. Um, nonetheless, are you sticking with the same formation? Do you believe that maybe not fixing what isn't broken is the way to go, or do you think that John Mousinho will you know revert back to his favoured four two three one?
6: Yeah, I think obviously the change of shape was required over the weekend. I think it actually did us a lot of good to just give ourselves that extra reliability at the back of having three centre-backs. Just, you know, because we knew that Fleetwood, you know, and, and no disrespect to them, but they're a wounded animal at the moment. And we knew that with the quality we had in the pitch, I'd imagine that we would have thought that a win was possible. And I think that formation was probably a wise choice as well because right now we're going through a bit of a rough spell. Our confidence was probably quite shot um so I I thought that that formation actually worked perfectly with um the circumstances but now we've picked up a little bit of confidence you know the players are probably feeling a lot better after that result I think we would revert back to that um formation I felt we were quite rigid um against Fleetwood like you could tell that shape wasn't something we're very used to the fluid like attacking football that we've been used to seeing this season wasn't quite there for me I think. you could tell a lot of players were doing their role really well but you can tell it wasn't some because it's like coming naturally to them in my opinion and seeing Sean O'Sean on the right hand side of the defense was you know it just didn't feel right so yeah i think i'd like to see us revert back to our normal shape but it's, it's a tough one because colby is extremely isolated at the moment but i think a lot of his woes in front of goal go down to sort of lack of a good ball in the final third but also i think he just needs a rest to be honest
0: very difficult as well to do that, of course, with Cassini out with um, the Australia national team, but certainly as many um, that I've seen on social media throughout the week are, are maybe agreeing with that sentiment in regards to Colby Bishop. We know how deadly he can be on the top of his game. Um, looking ahead, to, of course, to tomorrow's trip to Port Verde, is our, our feature match on the show this evening. Um, Sam uh, Pompey going to this one, of course, off the back of that victory up on the far coast last Saturday. And whilst... You know, we're very positive, and we're very happy with the result. Of course, we are. That goes without saying. Um, is it also key to remain maybe composed, a bit grounded uh, in the knowledge that we got the win over Stevenage on New Year's Day and then went back to back defeats away at Cheltenham and at home to Lake Orient. So it's great to be on such a height at the moment, but also very important to remember that things can change. And, you know, the click of a finger and a bad result tomorrow can bring us right back down to earth.
5: Yeah, I think it's sort of just taking every game as it comes at them and I think. We've still got a couple of games left in January, and it's sort of getting through to the end of the window to make sure we we, we have the bodies, and then sort of kick on from there. Um, when the fixtures get a bit tougher, we we sort of have to kick on. But if we if we we just need to pick up some points. If you look at the amount of teams around us on similar points, and sort of closing that gap with games in hand, um, it's, it's it's a tough one. I think we 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 just got to sort of take each game as it comes, and sort of try and build a run, uh, get confidence back in this squad. I think. If you look at sort of some of the performances, it sort of look a little bit nervous at times and it's sort of not really getting that sort of like finish line syndrome, which we have over the last few years and sort of just just carrying on with the momentum and and trying to get there. Because if you give the the, the crowd something to cheer about, they will get get you over the line. So it's just maintaining that standard and that performance, which uh, Pompey fans expect.
0: Indeed. So a uh, big thank you so far then to both Sam and Mark for their contributions tonight. Don't forget, Pompey fans, you can have your say on the show this evening as well. If you've forgotten how to get in touch, you can head on over to our website expressfm.com to find out all the information on how you can reach us on the show this evening. Right, we're going to get more and the final thoughts of both Sam and Mark to come in the third and final part of tonight's edition of the Football Hour. We're going to hear more about Port Vale themselves. Kirsty Roxanne takes a closer look into the side currently sat uh, towards the bottom end of the division as things stand and we're also going to hear from head coach of the Pompey women Jay Sadler they've got a trip to Ipswich Town this weekend in the FA Women's National League Cup he's been looking ahead to that one
4: the opportunity to reach the semi-final stage of a a league cup um, will be motivation in itself for this group of players especially those that were with us last year we got to the semi-final last year against Nottingham Forest um, and this year we want to go one further we want to try and get to a cup final
0: be sure to stick around for that and catch the third and final part of tonight's edition of the football hour here on 93.7 express fm
1: for the fans by the fans the football hour with jake smith on express fm
7: The world is your oyster. With many bus routes offering services late into the evening from 7pm every day, you can take advantage of a night Rider ticket, taking you from A to B and everywhere in between. Simply purchase your night Rider ticket on the bus or using the Stagecoach app to get unlimited travel anywhere on the whole of the Stagecoach South. So whether you're out with your mates, catching the latest blockbuster, on a late shift or just enjoying late night bus rides, visit stagecoachbus.com for timetable and ticket information.
1: For the fans, by the fans, the Football Hour with Jake Smith on Express FM. Yeah, good evening. Welcome back
0: for the final time tonight to the Football Hour here on Portsmouth's Express FM. Sponsored this season, as you've just heard there, by Stagecoach Across the South, whose app you can download right now from the Apple App and Google Play Store. You can track your buses and prepay for your tickets as well. So far this evening, myself, your host Jake Smith, alongside Sam Macy and Mark McGee, have begun to look ahead to tomorrow's trip to Port Vale for Portsmouth men in League One, looking to secure back-to-back victories in the league for the first time in 2024, following on from last weekend's 1-0 win away at Fleetwood Town, courtesy from a goal from Abu Kamara in the 25th minute up at the Highbury Stadium. Port Vettel away tomorrow afternoon, Pompey Life returning from 2 o'clock. But there is another game this weekend that we're very much looking forward to. The Pompey women back in action. They weren't playing last weekend, they had a bit of time off, But this time around, they are heading to the AGL Arena for actually what is the first of two visits to Ipswich Town in the space of just seven days. Next Sunday, they take on Ipswich in the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division. So they're returning to league action. But this weekend, it is time for the FA Women's National League Cup. Now, if you cast your minds back to last year, Pompey made it to the semi-final stages of the competition. Unfortunately, bowing out to Nottingham Forest by five goals to nil... Uh, at the Holbrook Stadium at the semi-final stage, unable to make it to the final, but a valiant effort nonetheless for Jay Sadler's side. Will they be looking to do that all over again and rediscover their form in the FA Women's National League Cup like they did last year, or is the league much the priority for the Pompey women? Let's take a look at that league table now. The Pompey women, top of the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division with 33 points. They are level on points with hashtag United in second, but have a far superior goal difference to their rivals, who they also have two games in hand on. So Pompey women, top of the table, level on points with second place with a much better goal difference and with two games in hand as well. But as we mentioned, it is not the league that we're looking forward to this weekend. It is BFA Women's National League Cup. It's Ipswich Town away from home. And I've been speaking to head coach Jay Sadler ahead of that game. Jay, after a week off, how do you now get your team motivated and ready to go for Sunday's cup tie Ipswich?
4: It's never easy having a week off. Um, obviously, we've built momentum off the back of the Christmas break with two wins in our last two. Um, however, the opportunity um, to reach the semi-final stage of a of a league cup um, will be motivation in itself for this group of players, especially those that were with us last year. We got to the semi-final last year against Nottingham Forest um, and suffered a, a heavy defeat. Um, and this year, we want to go one further. We want to try and get to a cup final. It will be nice. Um, and obviously, Ipswich are a, a real good team and, and they stand in our way.
0: And it's the first of two trips to the AGL Arena in the space of just seven days. What kind of challenge do you expect from Ipswich
4: in the upcoming Cup tie? Well, it's not often you face the same team two weeks on the bounce. However, we have had the experience of this last last year. Um, we faced MK Dons at the end of 2023 with the first game being in the previous round of this cup competition, away at their ground. And and then the following week, we face them at Wesley Park in the league. It's, it's difficult to prepare for it because you always feel like the opposition are going to change something, whether that's personnel, system, strategy. We know that Ipswich have the intelligence um, to fluctuate between systems. Um, they're a very, um, very good side. Uh, positional based, like to dominate the ball, like to make a lot of passes and 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 create good opportunities so we're going to have to be disciplined with our out of possession shape we're going to have to make things messy they like to play clean. They like to play neat and tidy. So, how can we create the chaos? How can we apply pressure, not allow them to get into any rhythm? And, and then, when the spaces open up, how can we exploit them? So, we have a, a game plan that we want to utilise. And then, obviously, after the back of the first game, um, we'll then do our, our reflection and our diligence to ensure that we're fully prepared for the second game when it comes around. Does playing them in the cup first give you a good
0: platform to assess their strengths and weaknesses ahead of the league game a week later?
4: I'd say playing them in the cup first um, does help you and gives you a good platform to assess their strengths, um, their their weaknesses and and ways you can hurt them. Um, And as I said previously, I think only when the first game's over can you then fully reflect on the game plan in itself, the execution of the game plan and then any kind of potential opportunities or potential threats that were missed um, in the preparation to the first game, but when we get to that stage, and um, we'll obviously look at it. But for now, um, we have an identity of how we want to play, and that identity has served us well so far this season. We've got a lot of quality within the group. We want to utilise ideally the whole group over these two games. Um, not only have we got a cup quarter final, but after this, we've got ten cup finals essentially in the league, and we're going to need a whole squad to get through it and, and hopefully be successful in both competitions.
0: I'm sure the league is the priority of the season, especially being now in such a strong position at the top. But does this game represent an opportunity to replicate that impressive National League Cup run to the semi-finals from last season? And if so, what kind of benefits could that bring to you and the team?
4: The most important game for us as a team is our next game. Regardless of competition, we want to win every game of football. and We want to be in cup finals. We're obviously disappointed with how um, we fared in the Hampshire Cup this year. So this is an opportunity to put that right and an opportunity to get to a National Cup final in which we made the, the semi-final stage last year. It's a, it's a good opportunity to put us um, on the national on the national stage and, and compete against the top teams, not only in the Southern Division, but also the Northern Division. So we'll prepare accordingly. We want to win this game and we'll, we'll throw everything we have at this game um, to advance. And then once this game is over, as I keep saying, the next game after that will be our the most important game, which is the league. And as I said, regardless of competition, we go in with the same mindset, the same determination and drive to win. We represent Portsmouth Football Club and we understand that winning means everything to this club. And we've got to ensure we can do that in in all competitions.
0: And what's the team looking like ahead of this one? Any injuries or selection restrictions to be
4: aware of? As far as I'm aware, um, the girls have have had the the weekend off um, this weekend. We we trained Friday. It was a good opportunity to, to mentally reset not only physically, um, so we're, we're back in um, early this week and then we'll assess from there. Um, from what I'm aware of, we, we didn't pick any knocks or injuries um, last week in, in training. We had a real intense week of training. Um, so nothing's been flagged up. We'll assess accordingly. We've obviously got Sophie Quirk coming back from her ankle injury, so we're just going to manage her accordingly into these next run of fixtures. Annie Rolfe, who missed out on the, on the squad against hashtag, she's fully fit now and and ready to gain minutes. Um, As well in in upcoming games. And then in terms of squad selection, no restrictions. Um, Daisy McLachlan um, featured for Oxford only in the league and and for Wimbledon in in the FA Cup and league. So um, she's eligible to to compete in the squad. So we're going at the minute, obviously without Beth, um, but we're going with um, a very strong group of players all competing now to to make the, the cut of 16.
0: And I'd like to just finally touch upon the departure of Beth Lumsden. She joined Newcastle United last week after an impressive first half of the season at Pompey. How big a blow will that loss be to your side and the ambitions to achieve promotion this season?
4: Of course, Beth will be a loss. Um, You just have to look at her impact she's had this season. 16 goals, 8 assists. Some fantastic performances and she'll be an asset to any club and Newcastle not only have got themselves a gem of a player but they've got themselves a really good egg. Um, She's a cracking human being and obviously we're proud of her development whilst at the football club and we wish her nothing but the best and and nothing but success um, up north. However, with adversity comes opportunity and comes challenge. Um, We now have some real good players. Daisy McLaughlin, as I said, she's come into the environment. She's hit the ground running. We know what she can offer. Um, It's just about getting her up to scratch in terms of match sharpness, match fitness, which she'll get there. And we've also got some real good young players in Ella Humphrey and Tini Scott who, who now see this as an opportunity um both local players both understand the significance of playing for this football club both have been in and around the club now for for the last 18 months and both have different qualities um and we need to see that now so for them it's an opportunity and, and the challenge for them is to step up now and and to see it consistently in training and the challenge also is for the rest of the group to step up we're missing 16 goals we now obviously have to fulfil that, and the rest of the attacking line. So, if you quirk Emma Jones, Emily Pitman, um, there'll be challenges on them to, to to contribute more to the goals and assists, and likewise the midfield and back line. So, although it's a loss, and um, we still feel we have a, a very strong competitive squad, and and one that will go on to compete. Um, for not only the league title, but also um, for the League Cup too. The pre-match thoughts there of head coach Jay Sadler
0: ahead of Sunday's trip to Ipswich Town in the FA Women's National League Cup. A big thank you once again to the Blues head coach for speaking to me earlier in the week to preview that game. Right, that is a two o'clock kickoff for the Blues at the AGL Arena, who unfortunately have lost the services of forward Beth Lumsden. Now, last week she put pen to paper on a deal with Newcastle United women signing on a permanent basis. So yeah, big big loss for Jay Sadler's side there. But of course, we wish Beth Lumsden, the very best in her endeavours with Newcastle United. She's been impressing this season whilst playing for Pompey and has um, has rightfully deserved a a big, big move up to the North East. So we wish her all of the very best. Pompey, of course, have recently secured the services of Daisy McLaughlin, a forward herself in her own right. So as things stand, one in, one out for the Pompey women who take on Ipswich Town away from home in the National League Cup on Sunday afternoon. Right, let's bring things back to Portsmouth men. John Messina has recently marked one year in charge of Portsmouth Football Club with that 1-0 victory away at Fleetwood Town last weekend, courtesy of that goal from Abu Kamara. But now a different kind of challenge awaits. It is Port Vale away this weekend. It is back-to-back away trips for the Blues and actually the second of three consecutive League One matches on the road. Oxford United await on Tuesday night at the Kassams stadium but first attention to Burslem and Kirsty Roxanne has the lowdown on Andy Crosby's side.
9: The Blues got back to winning ways collecting three points on the road against fighting relegation side Fleetwood Town securing a 1-0 win with a controlled performance and a 20-yard shot from Abu Kamara.
1: This week's opposition.
9: With the teams below gathering points and having games in hand this win was vital to keep the top of the league title. Now, another trip on the road sees John Mancino's side head to League One opponents, Port Vale. Let's take a closer look at the Valiants now. Manager. The man in the dugout is former player Andy Crosby. Crosby, who played as a defender, started his career at Leeds United. However, he made his debut when he joined Doncaster Rovers. After two and a half seasons with Rovers, he moved to Darlington. Crosby also played for Chester City and helped Brighton and Hove Albion win the third division title in the 2001 season. He moved to Oxford United before making his final career move on a free transfer to Scunthorpe United. He spent six seasons with Scunthorpe, winning promotion to League One and Championship on two occasions. In total, Crosby made 715 League and Cup appearances during his 20-year playing career, scoring 43 goals. Crosby went on to join the staff at Scunthorpe United following manager Nigel Adkins to Southampton, Reading, Sheffield United and Hull City. He served as Northern Ireland Under-21's caretaker manager in 2020 and joined the coaching staff at Port Vale in March 2021. Crosby served as Port Vale's acting manager during manager Daryl Clark's absence at the end of the 2021-22 season and became manager of the Valiants following Clark's sacking in April 2023. One to watch. Our one to watch on this occasion is number 19, Gavin Massey. Massey is a versatile attacker who can play as a forward or as a winger. He started his career by progressing through the Watford-affiliated Harefield Academy, breaking into the first team in 2010. Whilst at Watford, Massey was loaned to Wealdstone, Yeovil Town and twice to Colchester United. He joined Colchester on a permanent basis where he made over 150 league appearances. The 31-year-old joined Leighton Orient in the summer of 2016 before signing for Wigan Athletic a year later. Massey spent five seasons with Wigan, helping them to the League One title in 2017-18 and 2021-22 seasons. He also featured in over 50 championship matches. After being released from Wigan in June 2022, Massey joined Port Vale the following month.
1: Top scorer
9: Attacking midfielder Ben Garrity is currently the top goal scorer for Port Vale. Garrity started his professional career with Blackpool at the beginning of 2020. This transfer from Warrington Town saw Garrity move up four divisions to join the League One side. He went out on loan at Oldham Athletic, making 29 appearances and scoring two goals before he made the move to League Two side Port Vale in June 2021. Garrity was named as Fans Player of the Year, Players Player of the Year and Supporters Club Player of the Year at the end of the promotion season to League One. The 26-year-old has scored nine league goals and two FA Cup goals for Valiants so far this campaign.
1: Current form
9: Andy Crosby's side currently sits in the bottom half of the table in 18th, having won 8, drawn 6 and lost 11. The last five games have consisted of one win, two draws and one defeat. The most recent game at Vale Park ended in a 3-3 draw against Charlton, with a goal from Gavin Massey in stoppage time to secure a point. Last season saw the Valiants finish the league 18th in League 1 after being promoted the season before. In the reverse of this fixture at Fratton Park, the Blues were victorious as Kobe Bishop secured a 2-0 win with a brace. Can the Blues find the fight and start a new winning streak? All of the admissible action on Pompey Live.
0: And a big thank you there to Kirsty Roxanne for providing us that insight into tomorrow's opponents for Pompey. Port Vale, who currently in the League 1 standings occupy 18th position, 30 points on the board after 25 matches played. Port Vale, their top goal scorer Ben Garrity, the attacking midfielder so far this season that, uh, yeah, he's not doing too bad. Nine league goals so far, two FA Cup goals for Valiants this campaign as well. Uh, number 19 is uh, Kirsty's one to watch, uh, Gavin Massey. We all know about him, don't we, Sam? Gavin Massey seems to be one of those really annoying attackers, which whenever he comes up against Pompey, no matter who he's playing for, he's a bit like a John Marquess, isn't he? he just he's, He always seems to be a bit of a nuisance.
5: It does. He always pops up. I, I remember when he was at Wigan with Paul Cook, I think. We were linked to them all summer and then he got post at the last minute. Um, yeah, he, he, he'll get up and down the line. I think they've got a very decent little side, Port Vale. Um, I think Ethan Chislett's a player, another one to watch. He, uh, I remember him when he was playing for Aldershot. He, he was good then and he sort of kicked on going to Wimbledon and then up to Port Vale now. Um, I think it was an interesting sort of time to see Alfie Devine get called back for by, um, by Spurs. But I say they look, they're looking to recruit again in, in this window. And they do have a very handy little side down uh, up up in Port Vale. Mm.
0: Very big, actually. Alfie Devine getting recalled by Tottenham Hotspur. No doubt he probably would have been cursed. He's one to watch. Uh, had that not happened, he had a very good start to the campaign with Port Vale. But Tottenham have recalled him and uh, looking probably to ship him off. Elsewhere, maybe in a higher division to get his uh, his development up a bit more or maybe they might, they might play him a bit more. I don't know. Um, support there away this weekend. We've only got a few more minutes to, to chat now. Then I guess we better move on to some score predictions, some final thoughts ahead of the game. Steve on Facebook says, this is going to be another tough fixture, but we need to maintain that winning momentum. Back-to-back victories is what the squad must achieve. And going for a 1-0 win, the thoughts there of Steve on Facebook. Ben has got in touch over on X, he thinks this is also going to be a very tight affair, but is going for a 2 1 victory for Pompey with Miles Pert Harris to get his first goal on his debut for the club. Yeah, I'm sure we're all hoping for not only a win, but a big positive performance as well from the new player there, Miles Pert Harris, of course, joining from Brentford on loan until the end of the season on monday afternoon then right let's get the score predictions of both our guests here on the football hour this evening start off shall we with um, mark mcgee mark what is your score prediction please for tomorrow's trip to vale park
6: i'm gonna go for a solid 2-0 victory um colby bishop double
0: Colby Bishop-Double. Thank you very much, uh, Mark, uh, for that score prediction there. And thank you very much for your contributions on the Football Hour this evening, Mark. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show, as it quite often is. Uh, Thank you very much and and have a great weekend, mate.
6: Thanks, mate. Uh, Up the blues.
0: Up the blues, indeed. Sam Macy, please, if you wouldn't mind your score prediction.
5: Uh, I'll go 1-0 Pompey, uh, Connor Shocknessy. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can kick on and uh, get a few more wins on the bounce now. 1-0
0: 1-0 Pompey win. Connor Shocknessy. Okay, that's one. That's one for the books if it happens. Sam, thank you very much for calling in tonight. Um, I'm sure we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Have a good weekend.
5: You too, mate. Always a pleasure.
0: Well, that is it from us here on the Football Hour this evening. Big thank you to everyone, of course, who tuned in and got in touch via the text, the tweets and the emails. I'll be back. On Monday evening, with full reaction to tomorrow's visit to Vale Park, where hopefully Pompey will be recording back to back away victories. And uh, I, I won't actually be here for Pompey Live tomorrow afternoon, unfortunately. I'm missing Pompey's trip to Port Vale. I will be in Germany watching a Bundesliga match between Wolfsburg. And FC Cologne. So, looking forward to that one. Uh, do join myself and two more Pompey fans on the show Monday night, as I say. will provide a reaction to tomorrow's trip to Port Vale and I'll let you know uh, what happens at the Volkswagen Arena uh, over in Wolfsburg. I'll, I'll bring you all of the updates uh, from that game as well. Look forward to that one. But Pompey Life, as I mentioned, returning tomorrow afternoon from two o'clock.
1: Here we go, Pompey Live.
0: A 1 0 win away at Fleetwood. That'll do the job.
1: Kamara to hit one. Abu Kamara, a brilliant goal! A magnificent strike and Portsmouth are back to winning ways.
0: Can the confidence increase even further with a win on the road at Port Vale to stay top of the table? Join us for all of the unmissable action Saturday
1: from 2. Every kick, every goal, every game is right here on Express FM. Pompey Live
0: with Aquacars. Yeah, don't miss that one to see if Pompey can make it back to back victories in League One and follow on from last weekend's 1 0 win away at Fleetwood Town. Like I mentioned, I'm really gutted to be missing tomorrow's game, but you'll be in very, very good hands with Conor Mosley and the rest of the game up at Port Vale. Right, coming up next here on Express FM, we've got a great lineup of shows on your friday night steve randall is straight after the news at seven with school days before hip shaker returns from nine through until eleven o'clock this evening which is then the return of express hits ian beginniss wakes you up with saturday breakfast tomorrow morning from eight josh bowness then sits in for lily park she's away for the week he will be sitting in her seat between 11 and two o'clock which is then of course time for the return of pompey live The Pompey's trip to Port Vale. Well, until Monday night, Blues fans, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game tomorrow if you're heading up to Vale Park. Safe journeys and I'll see you soon. Good night.